Hey guys, what is going on today? We are going to be talking a little bit about how your mood and your response affects the other people in and around you in your life that maybe are absolutely integral to your success and how you impact them and how that impact affects their next choices, their next decisions, how they feel about you, how they respond, how that in turn circles back and really can affect your life. And so what got me talking or kind of thinking about this today, and I I just rode home and, uh, you know, sat in silence. So you get that nice 20, 25 minute kind of meditation and clear thought process. Well, I just came from a basketball game and we played one of our rivals and one of our best players was, I, I think, in front of the rival. They played at the high school and I think he wanted to go and you know have a big game. And he tried a little bit. To, he tried to do a little bit too much and it was kind of hurting the team. And I don't want to talk about it too much just because obviously like it's, you know, a player in their situation. But he was very upset after the game. And so we win. We win a rivalry game. And, you know, you have a choice in your response after, you know, getting benched and not helping your team as the best player during a rivalry game. And when he came in, he was very upset and it put sort of a damper on the team like you know, we came in the locker room, we were excited. We were like, Hey, yeah, you know, victory. Awesome. You know, great job, this, that. But the whole team was kind of in this down mode in this down mood because, you know, our best player was, you know, very upset after the game was not in a good place. He was shut down and shut off to the team. And, you know, I think he was upset with himself for, you know, not playing well for some of his choices for all these different things. And, you know, I think that we had to sit and have a conversation But the conversation was this, and this is sort of what I took away from it, was your response, your choices when that situation comes, right? When adversity strikes, let's just say when adversity strikes, you're going to make decisions and those decisions affect every single person around you. So if you're a parent and something bad happens to you at work, you know, you lose your job. You know, you know, you're going to lose your job or maybe you don't get that client. Maybe you don't make that sale. You know, maybe something's not going your way or you just got, you know, some crazy tax bill or something. Something's coming up and, you know, you're upset about it and it didn't go your way. You have a choice. You have a decision. You have a response that you get to make in front of those other people who are very heavily influenced by the choices and decisions that you make. And what's so interesting to me is, you know, there are guys on our team and my guess is in those situations, there are people in your life who put a hand out and say, hey, man, it's okay. Like we got you. We're a team. And that's what happened. The team picked up and the team won the game. It should have been something we were all celebrating. Yeah. High five. Like, it's all good, man. You can't carry the team every night. We've got you. We can pick it up. We can do it. We work hard as a team and we can win as a team. And my guess is in that same situation, you know, you're struggling you're in a bad situation financially, you're going to lose your job is my guess is maybe your son or daughter might look up to you and be like, you know, dad, we don't have to live in this big a house. It's okay. Like we're a team. What can I do to help? Where do you need me? And if you choose to be upset about it and you choose to just focus, you know, so much and, and maybe even be a little bit selfish and worry just about how this affects you, 
and you know you choose to be upset and you choose to show that outwardly to the people around you and maybe shut them out my guess is that there are people that want to be able to help you that understand that they can help you and that this is a team aspect and because of your choices and your response to it you're shutting out people who could be an integral part of helping you and so of course I always think about this as the family, right? Like that's the most important one. You need to be constantly thinking about how am I reacting to things that happen to me? How am I reacting in traffic? How am I reacting, you know, to waiters and to wait staff? And how is those, how are those things being observed by my family? How is my response to adversity being observed? And how does that pour itself into the minds and into the hearts and into the emotional stability of the people who I influence? And then I also started thinking about coaches and the facility generally. We have so many times where people are, they just need to ask for the help. They're in a tough place. Stuff is going on with life. They're maybe losing a job. They maybe just broke up with somebody. They're going through a divorce. Their work schedule's grinding them down. And all they have to do is just reach out. Sometimes the coach even reaches out to them. And you have this choice. You have this decision. You have this opportunity in that moment. And, you know, what I told our player tonight is how powerful would it have been if you came into the locker room after that happened and you jumped up and down and you celebrated and you gave the players who played amazing down the stretch, who filled in, if you gave them a big hug and said, you guys did amazing tonight. I'm so proud of you. I didn't play my best game, but thank you guys so much for picking it up. Imagine if that was your reaction, right? Imagine if, and I don't know if this has ever happened, And maybe it's a byproduct of of what we talk about, where the people who need the work the most are the ones who don't ask for the help, is imagine if when that moment hit, when your work was struggling the most, when you, when you're, you know, you couldn't figure out your finances, nothing's going your way. You, you, you know, you get broken up with and you're getting a divorce and just nothing is going your way. You just shoot a text message to somebody, to a coach. And you're just like, Hey ma'am, I need you. I need some help. I got to get back in there. I got to get back in the community. I got to, I got to go to some community things. I got to meet some new people. I got to get a new, you know, kind of view on life. I need some help. And then when they give you that help, give them a big old bear hug, just start hugging people. Just say, thank you so much. Like I, I, I was struggling and you were there for me and you picked me up. And what that does is, you know, and this is what I told her player tonight is, that makes those guys feel like you love them. That makes you feel like a team, right? And then that guy's going to be willing to go to bat for you again and again and again. And, you know, if you reach out to a coach and you say, hey, I need some help, will you help me? And the coach will go out of their way and they help you. And they try to say, yeah, come in. I'll hit the workout with you tomorrow evening. You know, let's sit down. Let's chat afterwards. Let's go get some Starbucks. Let's let's get a snack. Let's, let's talk about what our plan is going to be moving forward. You know, hey, I'm really struggling financially right now. And, you know, I'm just I'm not going to be able to afford my gym membership next month. You know, and I don't know what to do. Right. And I'm struggling mentally and I'm getting depressed and all these things. Well, the right answer in that instance, guys, is not to just not say anything and quit the gym. Like talk to people, talk to us, ask for help. 
We've had other members by other members who are struggling memberships just because they knew that they needed it in that time. And when you're flush and you can help people and you know it's going to help them, like that feels good. That's the right thing to do. That's what we should all do. We've done that for people. You know, people have sick parents and, you know, they they're going to go and they're going to have to start, you know, traveling across the state, across state lines to go and be with them at the hospital bed. And they're going to have to take time off work and they're going to have to start paying some of their hospital bills. And this stuff starts to happen. It's okay. Like just come when you can come. We're not going to worry about it for a couple months because we just want to be here to support you and help you. That's what teams do. That's what leaders do. How do you respond to that stuff? And, you know, obviously, like you have to build up some trust. You have to build up some loyalty. You can't just go doing those things when you don't know the person. Right. When you don't when you haven't built that trust up, when the team's not truly a team yet. And I see this kind of consistently over and over where people are so internally worried about their own sort of emotions and how things affect them that they stop worrying about how it affects the other people that see how that affects them. Right. And a good instance is coaches, right? If a coach has invested a lot of time and effort and energy to you, maybe they have, you know, taken you out for a cup of coffee. Maybe they have done goal setting meetings. They've worked on you with nutrition. They've done one-on-one sayings. And obviously I see this end of it quite a bit. And then you just kind of up and quit and you, you just pop smoke and you don't say anything about it. Like that leaves that coach feeling like, man, what the hell? Like I, I must've really screwed up or I must've failed. And you know, it might not have even been anything about them. It's just your own internal thing. But because of the way it was handled, it, it, it just affects more people than you think. Right. And then if you, you know, stop going to the gym, you stop taking care of yourself. You're not working on your mentality. You're not working on your nutrition. You're not working on your exercise. Well, that affects your family too. And now that decision isn't just affecting one part of your team. It's affecting more parts of your team. And you're going to start maybe getting more frustrated and short tempered. I sure know that I do. When I don't, when I don't exercise, I get very short tempered. Maria notices right away. And that then starts to have these trickled effects. And what happens then is you start to damage these relationships sort of left, sort of right, and all in and around you because you're just sort of consumed with how your divorce is affecting you or how your job loss is affecting you. And what you don't realize is in those moments, you have this amazing opportunity to truly test your character and test your mentality, test how you talk, test your language, test your mindset, your resiliency. How am I actually framing this? How can I how can I look at this and make it a learning lesson for my kids? How can I take this and, you know, take the other people in my life and maybe just rely on them for a couple weeks or a couple months so that I can kind of get through this stretch? Right. And the team setting in basketball or in baseball, baseball was always a big one for me. It's I was a very streaky, streaky, streaky hitter. Right. And I would have games where I just go, you know, oh, for four and the next game, oh, for four and next game, oh, for four. And just I, you know, I'd get these terrible hitless streaks. And then I just have a game where I just go off and go like five for five and then next game, like six for six and just couldn't do anything but just hit smashing line drives. And I was very streaky like that. But, you know, the thing that helped me the most with that is to have a coach that would just look at you and say, hey, it's all good. Just keep swinging. Like you're going to start seeing them and you just have that trust and you know, and your teammates, when you go back to the dugout, they're like, Hey, it's cool. We got you. We got you. 
Every baseball player has those swings. Every basketball player has those swings. Everybody in life has those swings where sometimes you're just super flush and sometimes you're bust and it just kind of is the way it is. But what's going to define how the next time you go through that bust, the next time that things aren't going through your way is going to be defined by how you react this time. Right. So if if you're going through a bad situation, let's just keep the sports analogies rolling. Let's say I go out onto a basketball court and I just can't make shots anymore. I'm turning the ball over and then I'm getting I'm lazy getting back on defense and I'm starting to mope. I'm not playing well. I start yelling at other guys to get me the ball. And, you know, and then I just I'm not really helping the team. Maybe we lose a game. And the next game I'm doing the same thing. I'm not making any shots, I'm not doing a great job, you know, on the fundamentals. I'm turning the ball over and I, and I get benched and and then we win. Right. And I'm still maybe in that mode where I'm like, you know, hey, like I got to get mine. I got to get I got to get my shots up. I got to get the ball. And I'm in that mentality. What's going to happen is your teammates are going to start to kind of shut you out. Right? They're not going to be super excited to get you the ball anymore because of your reaction to it, as opposed to the player who, you know, hey, maybe I'm not making my shots, but I'm going to start trying to get my teammates involved. I'm going to start making the extra pass. I'm going to start setting some harder screens. I'm going to try to get some offensive rebounds. I'm going to try to box out a little bit. And I'm sorry if you guys don't know basketball, but I'm going to try hard on the other things, right? So, hey, I can't make it into the gym right now, but I wanted to check in with you, coach, because I know that you work so hard and you invested so much in me. I wanted to let you know that I'm really working hard on my nutrition and I am still doing some at-home workouts. The stuff that you taught me, how to air squat, how to lunge, how to do push-ups, you taught me how to do hard workouts, you taught me how to do Metcons, you taught me how to eat. I'm still doing that stuff. And I'm super thankful that you were able to teach it to me. So while I'm in this process of moving and getting my divorce and, you know, I'm going through this tough time, I'm still taking care of myself. And that's because, you know, you trusted me and I appreciate you checking in. And I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I did you the service of making sure that I was checking in too, because we're a team. And I think it's a hard thing. You know, when I sat and I started thinking about it, I started thinking a lot about, you know, my response to all kinds of stuff. And, and, you know, I just, I wish I could do a better job. And I think we're all sort of always in that boat. We look back in hindsight on, you know, if, if you guys are E plus R equals O people, you understand what a response really means. It's really easy to look back on your responses and you know, wish you could do it better. Wish you could look back and change what you said or change what you did or try a little harder. And I think a lot of like regret or, you know, broken friendships or broken teams or, you know, or, or bad job relationships, all this stuff, like bad relationships with your kids, you know, parenting issues. I think all this stuff comes back to, you know, that, that level of regret, you know, maybe I just let too many responses go by that, that just weren't the right response. Right. Maybe my kid was sending signals all the way and I kind of knew something wasn't right, but I didn't have that tough conversation. I didn't pull him aside and tell him, you know, hey, I love you and I care about you. So I'm going to take away these privileges or I'm not going to let you do X and Y and Z because I just I don't believe in it. And, I, and I've got to do what's best for you. And I know you're going to hate me for it. I know it's going to be hard. But we're a team here. And what teams do is they hold each other accountable and they look out for each other. And I've got to be the leader of this team right now. And I'm sorry that my responses earlier were too lackadaisical. I let you get away with too much. Right? I should have taken away your car earlier. 
Should have not let you stayed over at friend's house so much. Should have not gotten you a cell phone when you were 10 years old. You know, and, and these are the things, and, and it's true with every aspect of life. It's true with your ex-relationships. It's true with, with anything that's sort of gone bad with your ex-jobs. Hey, I wish I would have done this better. Hey, I wish I'd, I would have done that better. But all we can do is change our reactions for the future. And I think taking a step back, giving yourself a little bit of time, making sure that you take a couple deep breaths before you really give a response, especially ones in times of major turmoil, major loss, right? If, if we're talking about something real small, you know, hey, I'm, I'm facing a tax bill that was like $400 more than I thought it would be. And it's like my response to that's probably not going to define me too much. Okay. But when I tell my kids that I'm getting a divorce, that response, how I communicate that, how I use my language for the next six months to two to five years, that's going to define a lot. It's going to that's going to change people like for the rest of their lives. When I get fired and I start going on job interviews again, I start communicating, I start thinking about my self-worth and value. That's going to tell a lot about my character. That's going to tell a lot about me. It's going to tell a lot about how I bounce back. How did I respond to it? And how well do I communicate coming out of that? And you know, I think every day we get faced with these things and sometimes the severity of them changes. And I think for the most part during our days, you know, just day to day stuff, I think we have a lot of really small ones. But as we've seen and what we talk about a lot is those little small ones, they're training opportunities. They're like an air squat and a warm up. Right. You can just blow that off. You want to blow it off. You don't care about your squat. Just blow it off. Right. You can choose to just not care about that air squat because it's just an air squat and a warm up, right? Or you can take your shoes off, take all your gear off, and you can try to focus on the intention of developing good air squat reps. It's like, ah, it's warming up first squat of the day. That didn't feel very good. I got to do some groiners. I got to do some Kang squats. I got to hold some goblet squat holds. I got to fix this, right? I got to work on it more. And you can have that intention because taking those good reps and understanding those those little things accumulate and add up over and over and over again. If you ever want to squat, you know, 400 pounds or 500 pounds, or if you're a girl, 300 pounds, you know, if you ever want to squat those numbers, you got to start taking those little reps seriously. It's the same thing. If you ever want to do something great, you need to start taking those little reps a little bit more seriously. You need to start asking for help and then making sure that you understand the most important teams to you in your life and communicating effectively. When you need help, ask for help. And when you get that help, make sure that you show the appreciation and gratitude that is required of being a part of a team. So that's what teams do is they help each other. That's what teams are. It's a group of people who have agreed that they're going to help each other to accomplish a goal. And if you're not helping the team, if you're just taking, if you're just there and a part of the team for yourself just because you have to be, you're going to be very, very displeased and eventually you won't have a team anymore. And so... My hope for you to take away from this, guys, and what I took away from my conversation tonight is I've got to do a better job with my teams and, and asking when I need help and then making sure when people give me that help that I'm giving 1.5 times back 
that I'm helping extra, even more. What can I do more? I got help from this person. Now I need to make sure that I give them 1.5 times back. I need to give them more effort, more energy, more of my heart. That's what people are going to want to stay on the team for. Nobody wants to stay on the team full of individuals, full of selfishness, full of I'm just looking out for me. Nobody wants to be a part of that, right? You have the opportunity to go home. Like, let's take a gym example, right? You're a coach at the end of the night and you know the next day has got sleds, okay? Well, at our Dublin location, we keep the sleds out in the rail car. It's outside and it's cold outside right now. And sleds are heavy and they're kind of a bitch to carry. And so maybe it's Friday night and you just coached at night and, you know, it's it's eight o'clock. Some clients stuck around, they're talking to you, you know, you're tired, it's been a long day. It's been a long week. And you know, the Saturday AM classes are going to be running some sleds. You have a choice in that moment to do the selfish thing, which is just lock up, not text anything out, not let anybody know, just pop into your car, go home early for the night. Right? That's what somebody who's worried more about themselves and worried more about, you know, helping themselves get ahead or not really worried, not focused too much on the response, not really focused on what's best for the team, right? What they should do is they pop outside, they pull all the sleds out and they prep the entire facility for the next day. They lock it up. Then they shoot a text message with a picture out to the coaches chat and they say, Hey guys, got everything set up for you tomorrow. We're all ready to rock. I hope you guys have a great morning. I'll see you then. Send out some positivity at 8, 8.15. Maybe they're not getting out of there till 8.30 now. Send out some positivity on their way home and do the right thing. Because what's going to happen is that exact same situation, right? Maybe, but this time you're the Saturday a.m. coach, not the Friday night coach. And maybe the roles are reversed. And that Friday night coach, they're going to remember Right. When they were the Saturday morning coach, if you went home early every time, if you left them with a dirty gym and didn't clean up, if you didn't get the equipment out, if you weren't the team player, they're going to remember. Right. It's going to make them think twice about helping you out, going out of their way, giving up an extra half hour with their family for you. And I'm super lucky and honestly, like I, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of the teams that we have both at Lewis Center and at Dublin. These guys are a team. It's why we get what we get, right? And, you know, I, I don't think a lot of it has to do with me. Honestly, I think it has to do with the fact that we were able to surround ourselves with team players. And I will take team players over all-stars any day of the week. Right, Five all-stars don't want them. Five individuals don't want them. I want five team players who will push each other and hold each other accountable and send out positive and engaging excitement. Be an energy giver to the people around them all the time. Always be that guy who's going the extra mile for the team. That breeds love and excitement. That brings more to you over the long haul than you could ever dream of getting if you're an individual, 
Right. And that's what's sad about it sometimes is, is the individuals, it's a lonely existence. It's a sad existence. And the only way out is for them to start working on the little things, fixing their responses on the little stuff every day, building those good, easy, solid, fundamental reps. And it get back, gets back to our conversation about doing it when the times are good. Right. Being a team player when everything's going your way, when every shot's going in. Right. Are you the type of guy who when every shot's going in and you're blowing a team out, but, you know, we put in the second string or the third string players. Are you a guy who's on the bench and is going bananas for the third string guys, cheering them on, picking them up, you know, giving them hugs when they come off the court, jumping and doing the like jump and spin in the air and like dabbing them up and just getting juiced for them? Like, is that is that who you are? Because then you're a team guy. Right. But if it's like, yeah, cool, I was in for the blowout and I'm going to sit on the end of the bench and just kind of drink my water and chill and yeah, just be be in chill mode, not be super engaged because we're blowing them out and whatever. We're on to the next. I'm not getting mine anymore, so it doesn't matter. Right. That analogy right there, that sums it all up. And this is in no way, shape or this is not what's going on with our basketball team. I don't mean that by any means. I'm just giving you the analogy there. Um, But. You know, I think that this analogy is really true when we start to look at fitness, when we look at the teams in our lives, when we look at our families, when we look at our work team, right? I, I think so many people want to take withdrawals from their work team, right? And you have these conversations with people and they feel disrespected and they feel like they're not getting paid enough and they feel like they're getting overworked and they feel all this stuff. And I just hear such a different thing when I hear that. I hear the individual. I hear the selfishness. I don't hear the team player because it's a different conversation. And what you'll find is the team players, the ones who go above and beyond, the ones who do that stuff, the ones who stay late and get the sleds out and send out the text, that stuff, those little things, they get recognized and they get rewarded. Rye right now is that guy like Rye is getting more opportunities than I would have ever thought I would have given an 18 year old kid, not 18 yet. He'll be 18 very soon, though. An 18 year old kid at coaching. He's getting the opportunities because he is such a hardworking team player and he cares. He cares so much about everybody's individual improvement and he communicates and he works his butt off for the team, for the team. And that's, that's the clients and that's the coaches. And that's me. That's the team. He works his butt off in every aspect for the team. And you get rewarded. You get opportunities when you do that. It's the same thing. If you go out of your way to just, just do that extra mile for your team, for your wife, for your kids, for your family, for for your workplace, for the team that you work within in your workplace. You just go that extra little mile. Do that little thing a little bit better. Stay the extra half hour because you know it's the right thing to do and you know it's going to help somebody out tomorrow. Don't be so focused on getting yours and getting out. If we can get there more, it will be rewarded. And sometimes it's intangible. It's not something, it's not a reward you can touch. It's not a promotion. It's not a hard new contract. You know, it's, it's, it's hard with kids, right? Like super hard with kids. What's tangible? Like, what are they, what are they going to give you? Like a teenager is just going to keep, you know, 
probably just keep taking it's sort of their mode. Right. But maybe those little bits, those little bit of extra miles, maybe that turns them into a better man or a better woman in the future. Maybe that decision to help teach your daughter how to eat appropriately and how to cook and how to exercise. Maybe that all that extra effort that you think is just maybe lost on her right now. Maybe when she gets to college, she'll be the responsible friend in the sorority house who cooks for people, who takes care of herself when her other friends are not taking care of themselves. Maybe that's that's when it pays off. And so doing the right thing, going the extra mile, getting the positive reps, it, you just have to have faith that it's going to pay off. So that's my thought process for us today, guys. You know, it was something that I was living within today and I drove and I thought about it all night going home. And, you know, it's uh, it's been something where I was just like, there's just got to be there's got to be something here to take away from this. Right. There's got to be there's got to be an analogy because it's something that we see in adults and adults don't wear their emotions quite as much on the sleeves as as kids do. But once you see it and you see somebody go through that process and, you know, Chris spotted it perfectly well. He said, this is, these are the reps that he needs right now. This is the response that we got to work on now when he's 13, 14. So when he gets to high school, he's already got this stuff figured out. And then he can just be the best basketball player and the best teammate. So I hope this one touches you guys and I hope that you guys are a part of a team that you care about. Cuz if you're not, like what's any of it for? Like that's it, man. Life's all about teams. Uh, I used to compete individually in CrossFit. I I hated it. I hated it. It was the worst. Like I saw all my friends the first two years I competed at regionals and they, they all did team and I was doing individual and man, I was so lonely and like not having, not having that much fun. I grade the workouts are a lot harder as an individual also, but you're going through this process and you're just by yourself. And once you start realizing when you're in it for yourself, you're like, what's the point of this? Like it, it, it when I started doing it for the team, I got exponentially better. The team got exponentially better. Everything around me started to align and improve because I was doing what was best for the team. And now my team is is different. It's a different team, right? It's a, a look at the gym team, right? And I'm working so hard to do all the little things, right? Make sure that things are communicated effectively, you know, get, get workouts out ahead of time so that people can plan their weeks out, get, you know, level method, a progressive system for people to improve upon coaching, you know, making sure that, that clients and coaches are meeting together, making sure that the, everybody has a track and goals and understands why they're doing what they're doing. Those are the little things that we got to do to start building a surplus in our team right now. And everybody's got to do their little part. Everybody's got to make their little choice, their little thing. You know, everybody's got to make those little sacrifices of communication. A little bit of time, you know, go back to the sled analogy, getting the sleds out. So I hope you guys have a great week. Let's kill it. Uh, I've got the Wellness Lifestyle Challenge Seminar coming for you guys on Saturday. And we'll have that on YouTube also a little bit so you guys can follow along the slides. If you guys want to listen to it, obviously you can listen to it in podcast form. Love you guys. Let's have a fantastic week this week. See you.